Welcome back to the E Off of Live podcast. My name is Ebenezer Frimpong. I'm your host. Uh, this is episode number seven, season one. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about growing up in an African household, um, kind of the differences there um, compared to everyone outside, everyone who's non-African, I guess. Um, I actually have one of my closest friends here with me, known her for over a decade. We actually went to school together and everything. I'm going to let her introduce herself and take it away. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Chelsea. I am um, Ghanaian. I'm 23. And just a little background, I am the oldest girl in a household with two brothers. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. So, I think the way I'm going to kick this off is I'm going to ask... The very, my first question is going to be, what were some differences, what were some differences that you noticed growing up in your household that you didn't really notice until you went to college? Um, I think it, I could say the strictness of being raised in an African household. I didn't realize how much freedom I lacked until I went to college. Um, it's a different type of growth like growing up mm -hmm. compared to like non-african kids like i wasn't allowed to do nearly half of the things that my non-african friends were allowed to do okay like give me give me some examples because obviously i grew up i'm Ghanaian as well i grew up in an african household i know some of the like things that like i wasn't allowed to damn near go outside right so give me some examples of that strictness that were in your household um, I could say, like, going out late, like, one thing about my mom, if 9.30 hits and I'm not home, she is blowing up my phone. Even through high school? Even through high school. Even through now. That's crazy. So, there's that. And then, um, ooh, I just had one and I lost it. It was my friend's. The people I had around, like they picked those people around. You didn't really have a choice as to who you could be friends with and who you could be. You know, you gotta lie to your parents sometimes and tell them, "Hey, yeah. I'm going out with so and so." Yeah, really yeah. not. So, did they did they only want you hanging out with other Africans or other Ghanaians? Um, yes, at first, but then it kind of became like how people would come to the house, like. I remember one time I had a friend come over and she was in leggings and like a sweater that wasn't long enough to cover her, but my dad made a comment about it and didn't really want me to be around her because he was seen, like that was seen as inappropriate to him. Mm -hmm. um, so it didn't have to be necessarily that you were African, but it had to be that you were appropriate in their senses. Okay, so you basically couldn't bring, you basically couldn't bring people that your parents felt would have some type of like impact on you that was negative. Mm -hmm. So even the way someone dresses, even though it had nothing to do with you and your own person, they thought like you were gonna for some reason just start dressing like that. Yeah. But they had the control. I'm assuming they had control over what you wore anyway. Yeah. That's so, the crazy part. So that doesn't that doesn't matter because even if you saw someone wearing something that you wanted to wear, they wouldn't let you wear that to begin with. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, the strictness. That's, it's really unnecessary in certain cases, but... So, were you... Because I grew up... I grew up and my friends were able to, like, let's say it was a Monday or Tuesday after school. They were able to go outside. 
were you able to leave the house at any point after school? Oh my goodness. When I came home after school, it was a lockdown. And growing up, up until like my senior year of high school, my parents did not let me or my siblings watch any TV until Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like there was no phone, no TV. Once you got home from school, you sat down and studied until you went to bed. What that was you, it. Well, okay. What were you studying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just, I would take my time doing my homework so I wouldn't get bored. Or when I was younger, I used to like to read. So I would finish my homework and I would sit there and read. Um, but like, I mean, like my, my dad used to do shit like that too, where it's like, it will be summer, right? Everyone's outside. You know, have you seen that Squidward meme mm -hmm. where he's looking out the window and Patrick and SpongeBob are out there having fun? That was literally us. Like we would, and the only time we could go outside is we were going to the library. Right, go collect your books. <laughs> what were like? We were, it was summertime, and we we're studying for what? I can definitely <laughs> relate, and this I feel personally affected by because, like, my siblings were young; they're a couple years younger than me. They used to be able in the summer to go outside and play, and I was stuck inside doing like math books. I'm still mad. Why? Why were you? Do you think you were trapped inside the house because you're a girl? I honestly do believe so, because you know how it's like. It's different being an African in an African household as a female than it is being an African household as a male. Like once the male gets to a certain point, like all that strictness kind of fades away. But yeah. for a female, it's there forever and always. Yeah, that that is facts because like I have an older sister and there was a lot like we couldn't do a lot of shit, but she for sure couldn't do a lot of shit. Right. We got a lot we got away with a lot more than she did. Um and that it was very very noticeable, but besides like them essentially kidnapping you and staying home, <laughs> right? What other like what other things have you grown up and realized um, have played a long term effect on you? Not to now that you're older, because for example, I've had there's a lot of shit that I didn't think about when I was younger. That now that I'm older, I'm like, damn, that's trauma. <laughs> you yeah. know I me? Mean? So I'm like. What okay, I'm gonna let you go first and then I'll I'll add on to it. Um I think it's like how emotionally unavailable our parents are mm -hmm. to begin with. That's one of the things. Like you can never well I feel like you can mm -hmm. never go to your parents with anything that's going on in your life. You Facts. gotta keep it to yourself. Facts. Um because like they don't understand. Like, yep. They will never understand. Um so there's that. I don't know if you wanna go next and then I go and No, you can you can you can go. Okay. Um and then get, it's... Get a little bit closer to your mic, please. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's the emotional instability. Um, it's them just... The pressure that they put on you. Mm -hmm. It's so enormous sometimes. It's like... Overbearing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know what to do. Like, it's like you can't make put one foot first and make a mistake. Yeah. Because you basically just failed. Your whole yeah. entire life is just a mistake, basically. Every, everything's dramatic as hell, <laughs> So dramatic. Um, and those are the two I can think about right now. It's just, um, I think for me, it's the emotional, like, you're not connecting with your parents in that type of sense. I'll add on to that because growing up, my dad, okay, so in every household, whether, whether it's African or not African, Guys want they guys look up to their dad, mm -hmm. right? Period, right? That's just what it is, and you want to make your dad proud. 
I don't think growing up I ever heard my dad say these words to me. Right? Oh, I don't think but I, dead ass. I don't think my dad ever hugged me. Like it was just like straight face, right? So <laughs> it's funny now. Yeah. Like it's like damn, right, yeah. right? So I grew up where it's like, I remember when I was younger, in my household we weren't. I was I was like maybe five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to like cry, <laughs> like because we're we're boys, whatever. You can't show emotion. Um, so literally, let's say let's say. Anything happened that you were upset? Because keep in mind, you're you're six, seven, eight. You're gonna cry. That's just that's what kids do, yeah. right? But you have this, especially me, because I was the oldest, oldest boy. Mm-hmm. And Africans play this thing where it's like, in some cases, the oldest boy is more important than the oldest daughter, even yeah. if the daughter came first, right? So I had a lot of pressure on me. Wasn't able to show emotion. So growing, then I grew up, and I'm like, I'm stale. Mm-hmm. Right, so I've become like emotionally indifferent. Like I, I really don't give a shit about anything, right? And now, growing up, now that I'm older, I'm like, bro, that's not the way it should be. Like I'm indifferent towards situations simply because, um, I'm indifferent towards situations simply because it was a a defense mechanism. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. And now I'm stuck like this. It's like, bro, I like I if I tell you I don't care, it's not me trying to be funny. I really don't care. Like I don't feel I don't feel the same emotions people feel towards certain things. Um, things that would make that a normal human being upset. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like you're kind of like stunted in some way, if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And I feel like I'm the opposite of you. Like it was like for me in my household, it was like emotion. Like my my parents, especially my dad, he just did not care. Like you could be sad, you could be missed. He didn't care. So like for me, it's more of I'm instead of emotionally detached, I'm more emotional because I didn't feel like I was able to express those emotions growing up. But I mean, I feel like African parents don't realize the trauma that they inflict on their children until they get older. Like, do you think <clears throat> do you think they even care? Um. When you're a child, probably not. But one thing I can say that I've noticed since I've like turned probably 20, my mom is probably is now kind of realizing like, hey, maybe when I was younger, I should have built a closer relationship to you. And she's mm-hmm. trying to do so now. But I kind of feel like I'm about to be 23. Yeah, it's, it's kind of too, too late. late. The, ship, like, the ship is sailed. Exactly. Like this is something you should have built up with me since I was like a kid. You can't do it now that I'm like a, an adult. You know. But. I forgot who I was having this like a similar conversation with someone else and we were talking about basically they kind of raise us like that and think it's okay because that's how they were raised. That's right. They don't true. they don't know any different, right? So for example, if if I call you and then I call four other of my Ghanaian friends and we all sit in the room, we're going to share very similar traumas. Mm-hmm. Right? But our parents when they get into a room they just think that's okay because it's not trauma to them. It's just like, oh, that's just how we grew up in Ghana, yeah. right? So let's say your your dad was talking to someone, his best friend, mm-hmm. and he was telling, oh, Chelsea did this, so I did. I punished her by doing this. That man's going to say you did the right thing. Exactly. Because he's doing the same thing to his kid. Exactly. Versus if we're together with me and my Ghanaian friends, let's say obviously we're all going to get older, we're all going to have kids, and I come out here and I'm like, yo, I'm not letting my sons go out in the summer at all. They're reading books. Daniel, Kwame are going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? What are you talking about, right? 
because we've grown to understand that we grew up one we grew up in a completely different culture mm-hmm. right um to what they grew up in. they just think it's okay they don't understand they don't even understand mental health to begin with right so a lot of the stuff they they do they're doing it because that's just what it is that's just how it's supposed to them that's just how it's supposed to be. yeah you know what i mean and I'm just like, bro. And it's hard to even have that conversation with them because they simply just don't get it, mm-hmm. right? Now, outside of outside of those traumas, and I know you said you, your mom has tried mm-hmm. to like get closer to you. What do you mean tried? Like, what are some things she's done? Has she had that conversation with you or anything like that? Um, she. Well, let me talk about how she's trying. She's kind of trying to like embed herself in my life more because mm-hmm. one thing about me like I don't talk about my personal life at mm-hmm. home to mm-hmm. like my siblings my parents none of that um so she's trying now more to like know what's going on in my life like mm-hmm. trying to know like am I doing this am I doing that like do I have a boyfriend all these questions and well, I'm kind are, of like are you opening up because w- would you even be comfortable to open up to her at this point I'm not because it's kind of it comes off weird to me instead yeah. of I know she's trying, but how it comes off to me is that she's trying to invade my personal yeah. space because that's kind of, I mean, anybody would kind of take it like that. Yeah. I don't, I try to see it as she's trying, but I'm kind of like, I don't yeah. know if you're trying to get information yeah. or this and I don't know. So I just, at this point, it's just hard for me to open up to her. I tell her what I need to, to kind of get her to back off of mm-hmm. me a little bit. And then that's kind of it. And. Is that do you, is that relationship only like that with your mom, or is it the same with your dad? Um, me and my dad, it's kind of the same as my mom, because my dad really doesn't take like personal interest in things that go on in mm-hmm. life. He's more like when we have conversations, it's more about things that are just random mm-hmm. in a sense. Like we'll talk about the news or nothing deep or personal. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't know what's going on in my life at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of mostly with my mom. But then again, my dad's a man. Like, he doesn't, he was raised the same way how you're talking about, to be, like, emotionalist mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's not his first thought to sit and ask me, like, what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Which should be changed, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, for me, my mom, my mom's actually apologized for a lot of shit, right? But, like, my mom, though, like, even yesterday, she was like, you know, I'm like, I'm like your best friend, right? I was like, all right, chill out, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, my mom has apologized for a lot of stuff. But at the same time, my mom just thought that's just how it was supposed mm-hmm. to be, right? So now, like, I, me and my mom have a really, we have a much, much better relationship than um, we had when I was younger. Like, now she'll ask, like, she'll literally ask, like, what you about to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm going on a date. And she's like, all right, cool. All right, when am I going to meet her? I'm like, never. <laughs> like she's like we have more of that like friendship type thing going on now where because she she's understood like okay this is what I did wrong this is what I did wrong this is what I did wrong and we're able to have those conversations versus my dad is still a very stubborn person mm-hmm. where he's like no that's just that so we don't really communicate yeah. right for um, to me I'm like bro like I'm grown I I'm doing my own shit like I don't need like and now that I'm older. I think maybe three years ago, three, four years ago is when I realized, like, I don't need you to say that you're proud of me. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I grew up forever without hearing those words. Now I don't need it. Exactly. You made it. Like, like you feel you feel me now I don't need it. And he's, like, he attempts to, like, try to throw that in. I'm like, bro, I don't care. Yeah. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't really care about your opinion. It's that, that ship has sailed. And I feel like in their heads, especially my dad's head, he's like, I did so much for you, and now you're, like, cutting me out your life. Exactly. You feel me? And they don't realize that, yes, you did do a lot, but you didn't do enough. You feel me? Like, it's yeah. like you, you did what you thought was right by, like, oh, push you to go to school. It, they think They think good parenting is making sure you're going to school. Mm-hmm. And trying to get you to stay out of trouble. That's what. That's where their level of parenting stops. You feel me? Yeah. And that's the shit where it's like, that's not it. Because once you grow up and you see, or even when you're younger, you, you see other people in your life, like other friends, you're like, bro, they're not. Like, they come home from school and their parents are giving them a hug, bro. Like, what? That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's crazy. You, give, you get what I'm saying? And then one thing I've noticed in terms of trauma for me is... Um, like I was saying earlier, I didn't even see like emotions between my parents. Right? Mm-hmm. Most African parents really just are—they're really just roommates that have kids. Exactly. <laughs> right. So for me, I'm like, okay. Um, then I got into a relationship, and I was like stone cold. You feel me? It's like mentally, I knew I care about the person, but physically, I was not affectionate whatsoever. I did, bro. Affection, like. Don't even hold my head. That shit's weird. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right. So I wonder, was it the same thing for you? Right. Did you, like, I don't know how many relationships you've been in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even your head lie. You know. <laughs> Why are you acting no, like this? Look, Ask I, your question. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if you were in a situation where because of how you grew up, you were maybe not, that kind of bled into your your relationships. Um, it did. I think, because, like, I, I think we're experiencing things in opposite ways. Because for you, how you grew up made you emotionalist. Like, you weren't, you're not able to connect. Whereas me, like, because I wasn't able to see, because I didn't, I felt like I didn't get that growing up, I desired it more out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, if I'm with someone and they can't emotionally be attached, like, they can't attach emotionally and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it makes me feel... Like, they don't care. Exactly. Yeah. I need that reassurance. I, I need all of that in a relationship. So I feel like it did, it did affect me, but in a completely different way than it affected you. Makes makes sense. That makes complete sense. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. makes it, it makes it makes sense. I guess um, it's just the way you perceive like that trauma. Yeah. Whereas like I'm craving for it, you're kind of just like I'm oh. just like, bro, don't touch me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 but even through there, like, there's so many things that I feel like, I'm trying to think of some really good examples, but there's, like, a lot of different things that, like, I've had to work through, like, by myself. And, like, even, like, you don't, you just don't realize all those shits, all those things, like, play a, play an impact mm-hmm. on you, right? Yes, I'm, I guess I'm emotionally unavailable or whatever, or I'm not affectionate. But now I am. Yeah. Like now, if I'm dating someone, she literally has to feel like she wants to be in my skin. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my like, God. like dead ass. Because if she if she doesn't have if she doesn't come on with that type of energy, then I'm like, oh, she's not interested. Like I went from don't touch me to it was like there was no in between. It's like yeah. either don't touch me or you gotta feel like you want to be in my skin. And that's crazy because I feel like I'm like the complete opposite now. Because I was like I need to be all up underneath you but now I'm kind of just like I'm okay with being by myself I think that's where like I was focused more on my mm-hmm. growth 
I don't want it to be able to depend on someone to like build my affection up. I need to. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I want you to feel that way, but only during the weekends. Cause like during the week, I got work to do. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I I want to be by myself during the week. <laughs> I'm gonna see you Friday or Saturday. You feel me? But I guess it's a it's that I've created that balance in my head, mm-hmm. um, and I've under, I understand that you know to make a relationship work, those two things need to play like they need to be fifty fifty. Right? You need to be able to love yourself and be by yourself, but at the same time be able to provide and receive affection, mm-hmm. right when it occurs or whatever. Um, and that's I went to therapy for my help. Right, because that bro, I I had no clue what the fuck was going on. Right, I thought like I thought I was normal, until um, I got into a relationship and then all those things kind of pop up and you're mm-hmm. like, damn, like this is happening because this is happening. Blah 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 blah. Now, one thing I'm trying to think. One thing that African parents do. I feel like like you were saying how your your mom's trying to be your friend right now. I'm trying to figure out at what point does it click to them that you're older. And I think about that, too, because I'm kind of like, I don't want to sit her down and tell her, like, look, I'm too old. Like, it's too late past that point because I don't obviously want to, like, hurt her feelings. But I think about that. I'm like, when is she going to kind of understand that, like, that stage where we would have developed that friendship Mm -hmm. has passed? Like, I only see, I can only see you as, like, my mother. Yeah, nothing And that's it. Yeah. Because that's how I grew up with you. So it's kind of like... Do, do you think if your mom, if your mom came to you and apologized for like how she treated you growing up, would you be able to forgive her and work on building that friendship, or is it truly too late? Um, she has in a sense. Like she, I think my mom, she realizes that like there are there is trauma because she's mm-hmm. talked because I'm also doing therapy too, and she's talked about going into it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she realizes there's trauma. And she's kind of tried to, like, talk about it mm-hmm. with me, but she also tries to justify it. That's the thing. It's not it, acceptance. It's it's, like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, well, I'm sorry for this happening, but it happened because so-and-so. Wait, so. so she's actually going to these sessions with you? No. Oh, this I was is about like, to say. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we have had, like, a, um, like a teleconference meeting, mm-hmm. um, which was more... Her base, he kind of wanted to see, like, how our relationship was and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but, um, yeah, no, we don't go to, no, we don't go to the meetings together. Okay. Because um, I don't feel like, I feel like if we go to the meetings together, we would have to have that type of relationship yeah. where I'm able to speak openly to the therapist and to my mom, which I don't have with her. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of me forgiving her, I feel like it's going to have to take some time before I can do so. Mm-hmm. like forgiveness. I mean, she's working on it. She's trying to be better and stuff like that. But I don't know. You know, you go through so much sometimes and you kind of just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, like, I love my mom to death and we're, we're like friends now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I could never go to therapy with her. My mom's way too sensitive. Like, yeah. I might say something and me, like, and be dead, like, look at her dead ass in the face and she'll get hurt. Like, she might cry. Yeah. And I don't want to see that. So, I'd rather we just keep it out of therapy. And she's like, now, like, we're super cool. Um, she doesn't even, well, she does. I did tell her. But um, she knows I went to therapy. Um, but at the same time, I, she's never even asked to come. 
Because, like, I would hurt her feelings. <laughs> I would definitely hurt her feelings. And I, yeah. And I don't want to put, like, put her through that. Now, do you think your dad would ever make those same steps or no? I don't think so. Because my dad, kinda, he kind of doesn't realize, like, the things that he's done kind of, like, affects people. Mm-hmm. Um, so with him, I honestly really doubt he would ever, like, be interested in doing any of that. So with that, how does the relationship move forward? Right, because eventually you're gonna be on your own, right? Eventually you're gonna leave the nest. Um, what happens then? Um, well, mentally, I'm kind of already left. Like I'm, I'm physically there, but like mentally, mm-hmm. I'm not there. Like, okay, you get one. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that. Like when I move out, what's gonna kind of happen? Like, yeah. I don't. I really don't know. I feel like I won't like. It's just gonna die out. Like my mom, my mom will probably keep calling like mm-hmm. here and there. She'll be like, "Oh, if I don't call you, you won't call me." Mm-hmm. Type. But I feel like with my dad, it's probably just gonna die out, like slowly fizzle. The, do you, does that does that bother you in any in any way? Um, if I had like a close personal relationship mm-hmm. with him, it probably might. But like. There's just stuff that's happened where I'm kind of like, maybe it's for the best. Like, we're cool now, but, mm-hmm. like, things can change. Yeah. Now. I mean, for for me personally, <laughs> like, I would 100% let my relationship with my dad die. Mm-hmm. And I would not, like, think twice about it. I would, it would not bother me. I would not, I would be like, all right, you feel me? Yeah. Um. And I've just already told myself, like, I've, like, mentally I know every single thing that he's done wrong, like, as when we were kids. Like, every, like, every single thing, right? And the man, it wasn't, my dad, it wasn't just, like, a, a physical, like, thing. It was m- emotional, too. Like, for example, like, growing up, I had good grades, mm-hmm. right? I was a nerd or whatever. You know the vibes, right? <laughs> but, um... I remember one time I was in sixth grade, right? And I was in school. I was in sixth grade. I was in school, whatever. Um, and my teacher, I remember, bro, this teacher changed my life, like dead ass. Like, I remember her, right? One day I'm going to buy her a car or something. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I remember this teacher who's like, oh, you are so funny. Like, you have such a great personality, blah, 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 right? Um, Cause growing up, I was a I was an extrovert, like a super outgoing, blah blah blah. And then she was like, "Oh, you have such a great personality, blah 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 blah." You're once you get when you get to high school, you're probably gonna get so many scholarships based off your personality. Cause you know how there's random scholarships mm-hmm. and stuff like that, All right? So I get off school, and I go to my dad, right? And I go to go tell him, right? I'm expecting him to be like, "Oh yeah, that's good," right? I go to tell him like, "Yo, like my teacher said that." My personality, I'm so funny, but I'm going to get so many scholarships. Man turns, blank face, looks me dead in the face and goes, so she didn't say you'll get anything academic? Uh, I was like, no. Like, it was something so small. Yeah. But to, bro, I'm 24 and I still remember that. No, I could definitely relate Because to that. right after that is when I started to become more introverted. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because at that point, I'm like, damn. Like, that shit was like. Like, you know how, like, Brutus stabs Caesar? Yeah. <laughs> That's what that shit felt like. 
<laughs> that shit, that shit, that's what that felt like. I know that had to hurt. Right. It's like, it was just very hurtful words that as a kid, like, I soaked up. Yeah. Right. So then for me, and then I'm just like, bro, like, and it was just stupid shit. Like, for example, like, um, when I was younger, we weren't allowed to go to the barber. Right, the bro, the man was nuts. Right, <laughs> the man was nuts. So I remember one time, right? No, not even one time. So my dad owned the business growing up, mm-hmm. right? Um, he owned the business growing up, and now that I think about, it, I, I know how much money he had in the bank, and this man was nowhere near broke, <laughs> like nowhere. <laughs> like I saw, I knew what his, um, he had an Amex growing up. Mm-hmm. I knew what his credit limit was. Like, I like this man had bread, right? The man was so fucking cheap, he went to Walmart <laughs> and bought clippers, right? Now, when you buy clippers, they come with these little plastic things that you can put on, like mm-hmm. you, you see at the barber shop, right? This man would give us a haircut with the straight blade. Uh. No, no clip on purpose, right? As a way to like instill fear and obedience, like I'm telling, I'm telling the male was, and these are all things I remember, and I'm just like, when I, cause my mom, my mom and grandma are always like, oh, at the end of the day, he's still your dad, mm-hmm. and every time they say that, I sit back, I'm just like, I just start counting, like how many fuck shit, how, like he's done a lot of fuck shit. I'm like, I forgive you, but we never have to communicate. Yeah. You feel me? That's just where it's going to, like, so that's why I wouldn't essentially feel bad. And, like, it was situations where, like, he just wouldn't, he wouldn't pay for certain shit that we would ask for. Like, asking for things was always a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, and the, like, African parents sometimes make it feel like you asked to be born. Exactly. And it's like, bro, no, I had no say in this, bro. Like, I woke up here, bro. Like, I woke up like this. Like, that's just what it is. It's like they feel like sometimes they need to be rewarded for being parents. Exactly. Exactly. Where it's like, that's not the case. And I've already come to... And that's why I don't think I'll ever, like, reconcile with my dad. Because I'm just going to move forward. When I have kids, I know how I'm going to treat them. Mm-hmm. Right? I know the trauma I dealt with. So I'm going to make sure they don't deal with those things. Right? Uh, my kids will be allowed to ask questions. Like, I wasn't, like, you would ask a question, he'll just ignore you. Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're kids, you're curious about shit. Right? He'll just ignore you. Um, yeah. Like, the African household trauma is, uh, we were talking about this on Clubhouse a few days ago. You guys should join Clubhouse, by the way. It's a great <laughs> app. <laughs> I have some invites. <laughs> um, but um, we were talking about that on Clubhouse, and it's really like, it was a chat with, four or five different Africans, and it's literally the exact same mm-hmm. story, like, across the board. And it, it really is. And I feel like one thing, like, and I know I see this on Twitter a lot, like, they're all people are always talking about, like, the trauma that African children have to go through and stuff like that. And I feel like it's really important that, like, once they realize that, people get themselves in therapy because it really helps. Like, and we don't want, like, obviously most of us are going to grow up, we're going to get married, yeah. we're going to have children. We don't want to repeat the cycle. You know, we want to kind of end it. And we can't do so without that help. Like, we need to there, be able to sit and realize. I also see, I see that a lot because there's actually a lot of Africans that are like, when I have kids, I'm beating my kids. Mm. I'm like, you know, you could just try to talk to them, right? Yeah. Like, like it's like, because, oh, I was beat when I was younger and nothing happened to me. 
a lot happened to you. You just haven't realized yet. Exactly. Right. A lot of people are just like stuck, stuck in their ways where they, they grew up with trauma, but they don't realize it yet. I think it takes something to like make you realize like, oh, maybe that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You feel me? And a lot of them aren't, a lot of them aren't going to try to like fix those things. This is going to say, that's just how it is. That's how my grandpa was raised. That's how my dad was raised. They haven't had kids yet, and they're even dreaming about beating their kids. So, That's scary. So their kids, some, some people are going to continue that same thing, and a lot of people are just not. A lot of people are going to be a lot better parents mm-hmm. than they were. Um, yeah, and that's, that's really it. Like, I see, I see how some um, African parents that now have grandkids the way they treat their grandkids is drastically different. Yeah, it's completely different. Like drastically different than how they treated their own kids. And it's, yeah. just, it's, it's just so weird to see. Some And African parents also have a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. So even if they realize they've done something wrong, they're there's no say, way in hell they're going to What do you mean sorry? Like they're, what? what sorry? A sorry? I, I don't oh even think gosh. I heard that either. It was just... I made you food. I didn't even get that. Yeah, you never hear. You never hear. Sorry, it's just like it is what it is. Yeah, you gotta deal with it. You just gotta deal with it. But it sucks. You have anything else to add? Um, no. Just for anybody going through it, seek out some therapy. You know, talk to someone. Um, and I don't know. And for those who can't, I know therapy, we keep throwing the word therapy around. And I've come to realize that a lot of us are in the positions where we don't, because re- I didn't, like, I have a friend um, who doesn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And she told me the price of therapy and I was choked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Because, like, whoa. <laughs> like, literally, what is that? Right, so I know a lot of people aren't in positions um to go to therapy, mm-hmm. but there's other, and this was brought up on Clubhouse as well. There's other forms of therapy, like um, like art therapy, musical music therapy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do those th- kind of things. And um, one that one type of I wouldn't I don't know if it's therapy. I don't know if that's what it's called. But one type of therapy, I guess, that I had um, outside of like professional therapy was I just have a lot of really close friends, mm-hmm. right where we're able to discuss things, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean treat your friends like they're your therapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, can, you should be able to have conversations with them and things like that, but they're not your therapist, mm-hmm. right? But it's still going to help you. And other forms of looking to other forms of therapy, um, that could help you as well. So that's all I have for today. You know, thank you, Chelsea, for coming on. Of Appreciate course. you. you know. And we'll see you guys next time.